Welcome to the Wind Down. It's your girl, Kels. And your girl, Tia. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about that muck corona. Corona. That COVID-19. Girl. So, one thing I want to bring up, um, and it's like buzzing all over our news here, Chicago is that Governor um, Prisker, uh, being sued by um, what's his name? Uh, Darren Bailey. Uh, Darren Bailey, mm-hmm. because the governor wants to extend the shelter in place to stay at home order to May thirty first. Oh no, right. May thirty first. It's not the thirty first of May. Ha <laughs> uh, May thirtieth, and a lot of places. Not even just Mr. Bailey. Other people. I was listening to the news today. It was a pastor somewhere in Illinois who um, is very upset with the extended uh, shelter in place and saying that they should have the opportunity is affecting their uh, and impeding on their religious uh, rights. Trying to get a check. Girl, you took the work. (laughs) (laughs) You took the word straight out of my mouth. Child, he was like, oh, well, you know, we should be able to worship um, together with, without being, without having to worship like online, like they, a lot of churches have been doing. And I'm like, the only reason you want people to come up in that is so you can get their tab money. Because mm-hmm. what does it matter if you're worshiping online or not? You're worshiping. Mm-hmm. You're getting participation. Because the Lord says that most. he is wherever you are as long as you believe in your heart. Mm. Girl, right. then uh, I was listening to the news, and they so um, is it not Waukegan? What is another suburb? Um, well, Met, well, Met. So they've opened. So some golf courses have opened. They were talking about the rules of the golf course. Some um, businesses have opened. Um, not any businesses like nail shops, hair salons. Um, but I think that's just crazy that the fact of the matter that they have opened outside in that uh, village I'm not sure if it's a village or if it's a a particular township however they classify themselves um, that's just wild to me also in other news now every seems like every day um, different states are opening you know outside back up Um, Georgia, Florida I believe Texas, right, um, and it was some other states. I want to say like Colorado. If they haven't opened back up as of yet, they plan on opening back up. Minnesota, if they opened up as of yet, they're opening back up. Um, but out of the ones that I've named, the one that had been in the news the most is Georgia and Florida because right. what last week. Um, it was this big, you know, thing about Georgia opening the governor wanting to open the state back up, and it's like why? And not even just opening the state for um, essential places or to ease. I guess what I'm trying to say to ease people back into society. It's just like open up everything: hair salons, nail shops, bowling alleys. What? What? What you need to go bowling for? Right. Why? I think that I think that the whole lawsuit 
um, against our governor to make sure that everyone stays healthy is very, very unfair and very unfortunate because you have people who are really sick. You have families who are losing people to the COVID-19 virus. And I think that they are being very insensitive to this whole entire thing. Yeah. I mean, it's because... Um, from what I understand, they're saying he has gone beyond his um, legal. Oh yeah, rights. they said his um his legal rights because now right, right, right. Yes, at the end of the day, you know, um, yes, I understand that people's livelihoods are being affected because of jobs and things like that. However, you don't, you ain't gonna have no job, you know, to go to if you. And I think that by our governor extending. And um, what is it? The the stay in place or stay home? Shelter, you know, shelter no in shelter place. in place. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, extending the shelter in place um uh, law right now. I think it's good. I think that he genuinely cares about his people, as we have seen other governors, like you've pointed out, um, the governor from uh, was it Las Vegas, who are really just the mayor to or the mayor. Sorry who are mm-hmm. trying to use their people as guinea pigs. Girl, yes. When I saw that mess, because she was on Anderson, Anderson Cooper, and she appeared to be intoxicated. Like, either she was high or she was drunk or she was something. Like, I mean, a mess child got on, got on national television, looked a hot, sweaty mess, sitting up there right. talking about some... Oh, she wants to use. She will. She's comfortable and she's okay with using her constituents being what you said, guinea pigs for a uh, potential virus. And on top of that, she said, "Oh, well, we can be the placebo." And Anderson Cooper was like, "Don't you realize the placebo? The people who are the placebo get the short end of the stick, right? Like, lady, what is wrong with you? What are is you wrong okay? with you? Yeah, no, she isn't." And it's very apparent um, that she isn't. And I would hope that with their next election, that they elect her out <laughs> because she needs to go. So, I don't even, you she know, needs to go. I just think, like, who, how, where are these people coming from? And, you know, I'm not surprised uh, with these people in our state in the great state of mm-hmm. Illinois that wants to sue the governor because you, you realize that the reason um, she, Illinois is a blue state anyway is because of Chicago. So the rest of those people as we know all too well because of going to school in the, in the um, rural south, we know that those folks are all red mm-hmm. gung-ho red <laughs> when it comes to their voting party yeah so and I you know I just think that it's when you're talking about people's health right when you're speaking about people's um ability to live because like you know and I know is something that is very swift and I'm not and I and I'm I am very well aware that okay our economy is suffering right now and people are suffering because, you know, especially if you don't pay into unemployment, you not mm-hmm. you won't potentially receive it. And every state has different unemployment laws. Um, right. 
but it's like, come on, let's think bigger than this. Um, are you right. taking the necessary precautions that need to happen so that everyone um, can stay safe? And what I remember, what was it, like a month ago, where they had put out that statistic regarding um, African-American people being affected the most um, right. in regards to the, well, I, I can't remember if it was like the death toll or just getting the virus in general. And I had a lot of people shook. And I'm like, I wasn't surprised by that. And the reason why is because we have higher rates of everything else anyway. And the reason, that, and that's because of the state of our health care system in the United States as a whole. Um, right. Because we are like the richest or one of the richest nations in the world, we have like one of the stuckiest healthcare systems, which is crazy. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> and, you know, Black people, we get the brunt of the stick a lot of the times. Um, you know, early on when, you know, the virus is coming through, and I, I still believe this is like a, a consistent notion that people who have underlying health issues are most affected by the virus. So we know, based off statistics, that African-Americans have higher rates of, you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and uh, other things, you know, asthma, you know, upper, different upper, upper respiratory um, diseases. And that's not by mistake, you know, it's because right. of systemic racism, right? You have people who live, <clears throat> excuse me, live in impoverished areas who don't have access, like I said, one, to um, proper health care, two, to proper nutrition. So when you go into these neighborhoods, there's no grocery store. There's right. there food deserts. You know, you can't get proper fruits and vegetables um, from a corner store, a bodega, like that's just not how that works, and so because when you don't you're you don't have access to the things that you need, then you ha- you you know develop these conditions. I mean, the correlation is there. So, like I said, I'm not surprised that um, African Americans you know had a higher rate compared to their counterparts, and either. Uh, getting the disease or dying from the disease and I believe that's what the statistic was stating of dying from the disease because of underlying conditions and on top of that every time you turn on the TV or you listen to the radio you don't know what you're listening to because one from day to day something about the virus is different every time Even, even down to how do you properly care for yourself um, while dealing with this virus because, you know, you get the whole wash your hands, wash your hands, you know, 20, 20 seconds with warm water and soap, but then you turn around and somebody else is saying drink Lysol to, you know, keep it yeah. out of your system. It's just like, and I mean, that's just funny, like, at the end of the day. I mean, it's not funny because people are actually doing Girl. it, but it's funny that that would be something that you would suggest for people to do. Like, why would you do that? Now, I do know that on the back of some aerosol cans, um, they do list the coronavirus as 
being something that they fight against, you know. However, it's it's like, you know, don't lead the don't lead the people out here blind. And let me let let me just say to all of our listeners who may be listening, I'm not exactly sure, you know, who's been affected by the coronavirus and who hasn't. Myself and my family have been um, due to death. I know some families had to cancel um, baby showers, birthday parties, graduations, I mean, family vacations, just all kinds of things. So, you know, I extend my deepest apologies to you guys that we have a sucky leadership. You know, we've had people die because, you know, this government just isn't the best. And we've had people have to put their lives on hold, you know, and not even to say it's so it's one thing to be like, hey, I'll go and sit in my house for two months because we're now at the two month mark. You know, some people are dealing with mental issues that really make this challenging or mental issues that they didn't even know that they had. Now they, you know, are experiencing these things and you know, we just have all these people playing all of these games that put a lot of people in a lot of um, very bad situations, very tough situations, you know. Well, first, let's start, let's start here. Um, number 45 knew about this yeah. back in December, right? Yes, he did. And he didn't take any precautionary measures in December, January, nor did mm-hmm. he do in February. Mm-mm. So because of that, this is the crap show that the people are dealing with um because he thought it was a hoax and it was fake news and it wasn't uh, such a big big deal um we have if i'm not mistaken when i saw the news it was what sixty thousand people sixty thousand people have been uh, in you know affected by this virus um and then he turns around and says, oh, well, you know, inject yourselves with disinfectant. And then you have people Girl. who listen to that and they've gone out and done that. And it's, and it's I mean, just ridiculous. It's just utterly ridiculous. It's utterly, um, it's very dangerous. It's, it's extremely dangerous. It's very just I, 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 it's so many words that I want to use. Insulting. I can't even use. it's insulting. One because you are telling people that their common sense is not really what it is. Because you're telling people throw all your common sense out the window. Listen to what it is that I'm telling you. Drink the drink the Lysol. Drink the bleach or do whatever, and you'll be fine. No, you won't. Right, you know, like, do not ingest, like, what is wrong with people? Like, I'm just, you know, to the point now where it's like, President Obama, literally five years ago, before all of this happened, warned us about a pandemic that could potentially come. You know, he wasn't against the people, he, he didn't set it up or whatever, but he warned us that there are certain things that as a leader, you have to have on the forefront you know, because we, we, if you think about it, why is, why are kindergartners and preschoolers so 
I don't know. I mean, I guess like easy, they're easy to catch germs. It's because they're always touching stuff. They're always around each other. They don't really practice Mm -hmm. the best hygiene and things like that. And then when you think about it, who are these kids? Who who do they learn it from? They learn Uh it from their parents. So obviously, you know, at some point down the line, something is being, you know, missed. Yeah, they're kids and things like that. But I say all that to say that the world is one one big classroom where people do things one way and some Mm -hmm. people do things another way and some people get sick because of the people who do things the other way and like president obama said you have to be ready for all sorts of things because everybody does not live the same exact first way. of all going back to not even like i say that you know um number 45 knew about this back in december so that that's a fact right another fact is right he dismantled the pandemic and epidemic um Counseled, so to speak, that Barack Obama set into place because things like this can potentially happen. What did number forty-five do? He dismantled. Right. Oh, we don't need that. Right. Let's let's let all, let all those people go. Right. We don't need that now. Right. It's like, oh well, we do all. We actually do need those people who know what they're talking about. That is their life's work. Their life's work is to study and to follow infectious diseases like but no because it had obama's name on it you want to sit up there and dismantle anything and everything that this man has tried to put in place and it's just it's just utterly and then it's utterly ridiculous and then his constituents the people who vote for him and who thinks that he's doing an amazing job i wonder what you think about him now i want to some of them do a lot of them do and a lot of them don't and the ones who do rock with them are the ones that's outside protesting right now who's which is mighty funny to me because these are the same people that said Kaepernick didn't deserve a job because he was protesting against police brutality but it's but reality there well I said he yeah he was protesting against police brutality but they wanted to claim that it was against the United States military. Oh, so you guys are basically going against the frontline workers, the police officers, the firemen, the paramedics, the nurses and the doctors, and all other hospital um, personnel or people who work in the medical industry anyway. So you guys are going against that. Basically. Right. That's what you're saying. Is that poo-poo on them because you want to get a haircut. Yeah, I think... Um... But before, you know, we move on, I do want to give some really big kudos to our mayor. You know, she might have tea at heart, Miss Lori Lightfoot. She is, you know, first female mayor of Chicago, second, second black, black mayor second, of Chicago, second, but definitely female. the first had a female mayor before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. this is it was a lady before uh, Hare Washington. I can't think of what her name is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look at Mikhail. She know more than I do. I'm about to give Lori all the kudos. Now she is the first, you know, black female mayor, and she, she is the know. first gay mayor. Female. Yes. Yes. So she gets them first up in there. But I really, I really, really, really like her as a mayor. I think that she takes no BS. 
okay? I know a lot of us, you know, when this whole, when the, when the teacher strike and stuff was going on and they felt like she wasn't going to do the right thing by them, I feel like that was, you know, a whole bunch of politics and things that, you know, a lot of us probably can't even comprehend. But when it comes to keeping her city safe and making sure that we are not BS or we are not subjected to anything, her and Governor Pritzker, really, really, really make sure that this city, and I know he he makes sure that the whole, you know, state of Illinois is cool, but Lori makes sure that Chicago, it ain't no BS. We're not doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? We're not walking around on the beach, on the lakefront. We're not, you know, throwing barbecues at the park with, with 20, 40, 50 people. We're just not doing it under her watch. And I really, really, really appreciate her for being who she is because had had we had the yeah. like, mayor in, in Las, Las Vegas, we we be there. Because think about it. The weather in Chicago mm-hmm. is starting to get Girl, nice. We like what to happens when out, weather in Chicago honey. starts to get nice? The lakefront you know what I'm saying? The lakefront start opening. You got liquor stores popping. You got festivals going on. You got so much stuff like when the sit when all the snow is gone, Chicago is a very big tourist place. And for Lori to be like F mm-hmm. that this ain't all about money. You know what I'm saying? This is not all about money. We don't care about how much money we losing or whatever because we'll get it back. We'll get it back. You know, Lori a hustler, baby. She says she gonna we gonna, you know, be down for a minute, but we're gonna take our thirty, forty, fifty dollars. We're gonna flip it, you know, when the world open back up and we're gonna be yeah. all right, all right, big mo. You know, that's what they call on Facebook, big mo. You know, so you know, she she gonna she make sure that we write. And I just really, you know, I just really, really, really appreciate her because this is a very tough time you know for a lot of people and like you said I hope that if you are dealing with any type of um you know mental illness any kind of you know conflicting thoughts if if this um shelter in place is too much for you please reach out you know to to somebody reach out to a friend call a friend um, shoot your parents if you live at home with your parents call them you know go in their room or something have a conversation if you live at home by yourself invite somebody over I know that you know everybody's saying like oh don't don't have anybody in your house it's okay go sit on the porch invite them over you put on your mask they put on their mask and y'all have some conversation y'all ain't got to touch y'all ain't got to hug you don't have to do anything just be like you know what can you come with me to go for a walk we can go to the nearest park but could you go with me for a walk because I need to get out of this house. And I think that what we have to stop doing um, as individuals and the media is Girl. we have to stop scaring people. This is a very scary virus. It is a very scary virus. And and literally, like your dad said, you here today, you gone today. With the virus, you here at, at 210, mm-hmm. you gone at 211. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it's really bad. But we have to stop scaring people because if you, if you start to implement better hygiene, um, better hygiene techniques, like I said, washing your hands with the warm water and the soap for 20 minutes, keeping the mask on, keeping the distance, you know what I'm saying, keeping some hand sanitizer on you if you can find some, getting some Lysol wipes, I mean, get some Lysol wipes, get a little Lysol, a little can of Lysol if you want to, to keep with you, and spray if you need to, yeah, sis, it's, it's horrible, it's, it's, I don't know, this pandemic is, um, is really showing, um, just how patriotic people really are, because if we're all about 
our people and all about the success of our country, we really out here looking real stupid, real foolish to a lot of other countries. And I think that what we what we really need to be paying attention to is how we come together at a time like this, because we have so many people dying. Um, there was there was just a case that was brought out about one of the ships, one of the um, Navy ships that are currently out um, there at sea. I think they I think they were I think they were home and then they got called to go or they were already out. But how, however the situation went, they have 2000 cases um, now for that one ship. Where so are they going society. to go? They're going. No, no, no. How they going to make it to society? Because they're not. Oh, bringing yeah, that boat right. Back. Yeah, you're right. They're, that ship oh, is still out there. there in the waters patrolling the mm. American borders. So you have 2,000 people on this boat, right, with COVID-19. Then if all if all 2,000 of those people infect the other people that are on the boat, then literally everybody just dies at, at one point, like if they can't get over it. Because how can you get over a virus if the next person next, the person next to you and the person next to them and the person next to them all have it and we're coughing and we're doing all of this. And yeah, we might be practicing, you know, keeping our hands clean and wearing a mask and all those things. But it's just so easy to pass it. And it's like, are they even doing anything to help those people? And that, you know, to me, that's the part that's, you know, really, really sad because we have these people who put their lives on the line for us day in and day out. And our leadership and our government are not even taken into account that they are also being affected. It's not just us people who are home who get to stay in our houses and if you want some fresh air you can go out onto your porch or you can go into your backyard or you could take a walk or you can you know drive over to the park and just you know take a walk along the park or whatever. These people who have to be stationed in the water for however you know amount of time with nowhere to go and then what if they die? on the ship then how do you how do you prepare right. their funeral you know what I'm saying like it's so many things that people don't really take into account when they think of mm-hmm. this whole thing it's so much bigger than just you mm-hmm. and your family yes you guys play a part in it but there are so yeah. many people who are being affected and I think that because 45 can employ his son and employ his daughter and employ his you know um, um, his his um, porn star of a wife and do all of these things that he doesn't really give a shit you know what I'm saying his term is almost up you know it's almost up we're, we're at the the we're at the election year so now we're about to get ready to bring in somebody new and I don't think that, you know, he's trying to leave out with a bang. That's how I look at it. You're leaving out with a bang, regardless if it's a good bang or a bad bang, it's still a bang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's horrible that, I, and I never liked him as a person. I like him as a person. And I just, like, I just always felt like, yeah, and I just always felt like he did this whole, you know, I want to be the president um, as, as something to check off of his things yeah, to do before power. I die with. And I honestly, it honestly shows. And yes, and it's all that white privilege. And, you know, he got, he has money and he has connections. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been one to think that um, our political system was rigged and that if you vote, it doesn't really matter. And I've I've never been a person to think that. And I think that, you know, even though um, Donald Trump got into, obviously, I I feel like he got into it the right way or whatever. Like, I don't want to be one of those people. But I honestly feel like, 
Oh, it's just so many con- conspiracy theories I mean, around no. him. I, I just hate him, and I hate that we have to live in this pandemic because it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's too much for this podcast episode. We could definitely talk about it closer to the election if you guys want to. But you know, it's and it's be- a lot. It's, it's a lot, and this, and, this pandemic is very. You know, hard. With you with with you saying all of that um, regarding number forty five, something that we have not even really discussed, and I think people haven't even looked at. You know, outside of like the social dis- distancing and um, making sure you have proper uh, hand hygiene and making sure that you keep your space uh, clean, is with the uh, shelter in place and with the social distancing and with all of the things that's going on because we're in a time we're on a 24-hour news cycle and are constantly being inundated with you know bad news because mm-hmm. I haven't heard nothing good at all um nothing so good at we're all inundated with all of this negativity we have not talked about people's mental health right and how it's affecting people mm-hmm. you know if you are still employed and you have a home right you have a a backyard to go into or you have a block where you can walk around you are very you should be you're very lucky you should be very thankful because there's people who are unemployed and not getting any unemployment there are people who um are being forced to live in a home with someone that is abusing them, live in a home that is a toxic environment. Yeah. And I'm talking about men, women, and children. And so because yeah. outside is closed, schools and work um, are closed, people don't have those outlets where they're like, you know what, I can go, you know, this child who may be abused at home, I can go to school and that is my safe haven. Or a woman or a man who's, you know, being yeah. physically abused, they're like, I can go to work. This is my uh, safe haven people don't have that and one thing I, I'm right. very grateful for here in our city the mayor has partnered up with Airbnb so if you are somebody that is being affected by um, domestic violence I, I implore you if you know somebody who is affected by domestic violence take advantage of those opportunities that's in place because that's one thing that has gone up the best domestic violence has gone up and child abuse has gone up during this pandemic and so we have kind of overlooked the people who need help and support the most right um you know Mm -hmm, we haven't I haven't even heard of any statistics about suicide rates right um because i can only imagine if if that has gone up during this time um and we're so focused on you know this number of people being sick and this number of people dying but you know just thinking about the small things right thinking about um the things that we should be grateful for if you are not one of those people that's homeless you're not one of those people that is in a, a toxic living situation. Be thankful. Be thankful. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people who are. And it's, 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 it's sad that we live in a, a world where, in a, in a society, um, that we have to have these conversations, right? It's, it's kind of like when 
the virus came about, that's all we focused on. Um, on the flip side to that, I want to yeah. say <sighs> within the darkness, there is some light. And, you know, taking this time to, you know, the people that you do live with and the people that you are close to hug and kiss them. Because this is an eye opener that life is so short. Um, and, you know, so when I was growing up, my dad always said, you here today, you gone today, right? And tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. And so if you have the time and the opportunity to hug and love the people that you live with, and, you know, that's one good thing with the uh, shelter in place and the stay at home order is that you are forced essentially because outside is closed there's nothing open so you are forced to spend time with the people that you live with if your home is healthy that's what I'm stating so you are forced to to spend time with those people you're forced to spend time with your children if you have children you're forced to spend time with your spouse if you have a spouse because what else I mean where else can you go you know taking that time out to you know learn something new if there's something new that you wanted to learn or something that you wanted to engage with, you have the time to do that. So I just want to leave that gem with people and just, you know, think outside of the ramifications of what we've been dealing with and look at the bright side of some of all the madness that we have been dealing with in the last two months or so. feel like um, if we could stop trying to instill fear into people then we could be mm-hmm. better like we could come out of this better you don't have to go outside and be in big groups and you know what I'm saying go and hang out with a whole bunch of people but if you want to go and take a walk by all means take a walk if you want to go yeah. you know and sit on your porch sit on your porch you know if you want to go in your backyard mm-hmm. go in your backyard you know, I, people say that this virus is airborne and it can last in it and things like that. Just take some stuff with you to make sure that you wipe down your car handle, that you spray yourself if you need to, you know, and keep something to keep your hands clean and just get, get some fresh air because you still need fresh air. You cannot sit in your house, you know, for, for if all of us sat in our house for 60 days, we would be crazy. Everybody would go crazy. You still have to go to the grocery store. You still, you know, need to put gas in your car and things like that. But do it all with, you know, precaution and just making sure that, you know, you're doing it as best as you can. Yeah. it's We're living in some interesting times, you know. I was thinking, and I think it was like a meme on mm-hmm. Facebook, and it was saying how... um the millennials our generation has been through some things like we have been through number 45 we've been through 9-11 we've been through now the coronavirus Mm -hmm. COVID-19 we've been through swine flu bird flu anthrax 9-11 I mean and the the list goes on Ebola Zika like we our generation has been through a lot of things com- in comparison to generations before um, wars. <laughs> uh, and so because of that, I mean, we have endured a lot. 
I'm, listen, we, a lot of us not even 40 not even, 30 not even 30 yet. And we just, I, we just listed, what, 10 mm-hmm. things almost that our generation has gone through. Um, it's just amazing. It, it really is amazing. Like, this year will definitely go down. In the history books. In the history books. Yeah. It will go down in the history books. I My heart goes out to you know, all the people that have been affected, not just, you know, a family member or a friend who has uh, been in regard being affected, like catching it or passing right. uh, in results to the coronavirus, but being affected by their weddings being canceled or birthday parties or baby showers, you know, family trips, these things that bring people together in this happy, joyous occasion. Rona came in here was like, <laughs> take it off. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Y'all ain't doing none of that. But you're not doing that this year. But you know what? I I think that even though um, the coronavirus came in and snatched some of our joy, snatched some of our family Mm -hmm. members, you know, rest in peace to my grandmother, Miss Barbara Davis. Um, Even though that happened, there's still a silver lining in Mm -hmm. experiencing this virus and going through it and losing some things. Now, I'm not saying like if, if your if your job was affected by it, that that was something that you needed to experience. That's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. because I believe that everybody needs to have um, income, you know, to sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, if you complained a lot about your job, well, the universe just opened up and gave you 60 days to figure out what it is that you want to do. And even though... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are saying, oh, we're going to go through a recession and things like that. There is money still to be made. People are still oh, making yeah. money. People are still, yep. you know, going to work and working from home and experiencing, you know, being able to obtain income for their families. That if you provide a service that they feel like that they need in this time, then they're going to be willing to buy into you, you know? And it's just, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where if we... Sometimes with the media giving us all of this negativity, we don't tend to take a moment and stop and think about all of the positivity. You know, like mm-hmm. myself, I was able to focus a little bit more on my goals. Like, what are your goals mm-hmm. for you, Kills? You've been able to focus mm-hmm. more and take a step back from, you know, the, the the strong commute or the heavy commute to be like, you know what, I invested in something a while ago that I really wanted to see in my future. Let me pick that back up because now I have time to focus on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we see, we're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs. If you want to learn the stock market, you know what I'm saying? You got time to do that. And I know that people, yeah. you know, are looking at the events and things that they lost by like getting married or, or, I mean, or having your wedding and things like that. Well, maybe you ain't need all the pop and circumstance. Maybe right. the universe is telling you, hey, I'm going to save you $60,000. Well, I'm going to save you whatever it is. And you go take your $75 and you go down to the courthouse and you go and get married in front of the judge and God, because at the end of the day, the universe is telling you it's not about the wedding, it's about the person. And if you really want to be with them, then go do it no matter what the circumstances are. I mean, we just have to, you know, look at all of these things. Now, don't get me wrong. College graduation is a big deal. Now I'm mad, yes. you know, I'm mad for these kids. Um, my son yeah, included, high school. you know what I'm saying? Kindergarten, mm-hmm. high school, eighth grade, college who can't experience mm-hmm. those milestones. And I really hope that the people in charge of those things are trying to 
you know, do something to help these kids experience that in the aftermath. Um, but at the end of the day, we still have to give ourselves, you know, a pat on the back because one, we're on the other side of the dirt. And two, we have accomplished all of the things that we want to accomplish regardless, you know, if Corona came in and took away what we thought was fun, you know? Because what if that yeah. really wasn't fun for you? Like, what if you were a family, you know, y'all did a lot of road trips and y'all always made dad drive because he a man. How you know that was fun for him? Right. Maybe for him, he right. like, thank you, Jesus. Because I really did not want to do the driving because nobody else helped me with the driving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. what if that was something mm-hmm. that he does, he didn't want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. that silver lining yeah. of it all. Yeah. And what and the good thing, too, like you were saying, is, you know, looking up on the upside, um, is that we've become really creative. So, yes. You know, if you had planned your baby's birthday party or your own birthday party, these virtual Zoom parties and or the the birthday parades, and um, I saw a video on Facebook where a lady, it was they did a a baby shower parade and a drop off. Yeah. So she didn't get to have her baby shower, but people came through, dropped off the gifts, and they just you know drove by just to show her love and support. So one thing I can say is that we've gotten really, really creative, yeah. right? Um, and I just, um, like, it's, you know, I'm heartbroken because you those you look forward to those things. A baby, especially if you're a first time parent, you can't get that moment back. But what you can do is like, okay, well, once this is all over and outside opens up, we can do a sip and see. Or, you know, when the baby has a first birthday party instead of a baby shower, we'll just do the first birthday party real big. I mean, as long as you're living and breathing, there is an opportunity to make it better and do it different. Um, So, you know, I, to be honest, at the beginning of this year, and when I heard about the coronavirus, coronavirus, I'm like, oh, okay, that's just like any other virus that we've been through. You know, like, right. it ain't going to be that big. It's going to be okay. Chill. I am. <laughs> if you would have told me that I would have been working from home, you know, 40 hours a week, plus being a home school teacher for my son, plus being a full-time daycare center provider like I would I've been like because who 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 about to do all of that no so you know it's just life you know and the the one thing that I always say is life happens so this is life and it is happening right in front of us and I think that if we you know start to prepare ourselves and prepare our families for what life is going to look like after this we'll be in a way better mm-hmm. position because there's no way of going back to who you were before coronavirus. There's no way of going back to your oh, life no. as it was oh, before no. coronavirus. There are people who are no longer That's here. Gone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There are positions that you could, that you are not willing to be in anymore. And there are people who mm-hmm. you just like, you know, well, I, ain't, I ain't messing with you no more after this anyway. So, you know, or, I, or this helped you. <laughs> you know, see, like, the people that you want to have in your life and the people that you don't, and also who you want yeah. to be. Who do you want to be oh, after yeah, this? You know, yeah. what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of position in life? What kind of career? You know, what kind of things do you want to obtain? Have your goals changed? You know, now that you mm-hmm. that you see money and finances and opportunities different, you know, you're 28, 
you know, and you probably thinking that you got your whole life ahead of you, but then you know somebody who's 26 that just passed away, and you like, oh, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have yeah. a lot of time to BS around anymore, so can we just, fig- you know, figure out what it is that I want to do with myself? So, you know, coronavirus yeah. really, the coronavirus, our leadership, his medical team, um, medical teams around the world. I mean, I'm thankful for them trying to find um, solutions to kind of really help us. But really, the everyday person, me, you, Joe, Jack, and John, you know, we really the ones that's out here trying to figure out how to keep the world safe and doing our part. So, you know, mm-hmm. commend yourself. You know, our listeners, Kels, commend yes, yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? For really being a part of this and continuing to help people stay safe as best as you can while still being human and still getting out here and getting your fresh air and doing what it is that you need to do. You know, thank you to all the people who assist, you know, which, you know, cause sometimes I got to take a break too, you know, from watching my kids. So thank you to, you know, to all the people who assist in the day to day and definitely thank you to all of the frontline workers. You know, my aunt, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. She goes and works at a nursing home all day and she cares for other people's family members who may have experienced COVID-19. You know, I don't know what they got going on in the facility, but her and my uncle both work in healthcare, and they're out there every day trying to save Mm -hmm. other people's family members while putting their own family at risk. And I just want to commend everybody who has, you know, that type of line of work because this is, this, these are some, you know, really scary times, but I don't want you guys to live in fear, you know, stay prayed up, stay, you know, making sure that you do everything that you need to do because we don't need more, more fear. We already have enough fear. Yeah. I mean, it's just the same thing. You know, I have um, a lot of frontline workers um, in my family I have a lot of transit workers in my family and that's a, a line of work that goes unnoticed um so i was saying i have a lot of frontline workers in my family um and some of those workers are transit workers and because we have such a vast transit system here we can't shut down our transit yeah system, no we right? can't because you know, so because of those nurses and doctors some of them don't drive so we have to and the people who are uh, essential workers who need um to get to work they utilize the transit system i have police officers in my family right so we just i'm thankful for them and their service um i have people that's in the military that's in my family as well right i'm thankful for their service also um because we we're a big puzzle and each part is essential you know if you are a police officer fireman paramedic nurse doctor um, any healthcare worker transit transit worker people who work in the grocery stores uh yeah you know and then now i bet you hopefully they'll pay those people more yeah, right so. because it's a shame that you work in either food or you work at a grocery store and you don't get paid the what you should. Yeah, because you so, are, you know, some of the silent, some of the silent workers. I mean, we, you know, my my friend's fiance works for the railroad company, 
And, you know, Mm -hmm. those individuals are very important. They transport a lot of our materials, Mm -hmm. you know, truck drivers, pilots, you know, they're they're transporting stuff overseas for us. And um, UPS workers, FedEx workers, Amazon workers, Mm -hmm. because y'all still ordering Mm -hmm. stuff off Amazon Prime, you know, so everybody, everybody who plays, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who plays a part in this whole cycle during this whole coronavirus and even after we're done dealing with the coronavirus i just hope that now executives and you know people with higher paying salaries are no longer looking down on the people who don't because without those people without those individuals um kissing their family goodnight to go and make sure that your family has lifestyles to ingest in their body if that's something that you guys are doing um they they are the ones who we should be commending so no matter how much money you make you need to you know look at your fellow man or woman and say man thank you thank you you know thank you because what you do is essential yeah, you didn't go to college, or maybe you did, but yeah, you didn't go to college and get a hefty bill like me to get a professional degree, but on the day-to-day, you make my life easier, so thank you, and I, and I hope that, that that's something that we're learning due to this coronavirus. I hope we are really, really, really learning how to care for each other, how to respect mm-hmm. each other, and how to love each other. Because, you know, forever in America, we're always dealing with uh, racism all the time. Racism, classism, colorism. I mean, it's just all, all these Sexism. isms. You know what I'm saying? All these isms that we're always mm-hmm. dealing with in America. And it's just so bad. So I, I just hope that this is a teaching moment for people that no matter what class you come from, no matter what race you are, no matter what sex you are, you need people who do not do the things that you do to make your right. life function the way that it functions. And I hope that, yeah. you know, as a people, we can really um, start to appreciate each other more, start to love yeah. each other more, start to see each other for who we really are outside of whatever our biased beliefs are about racism and colorism and sexism and, and financialism and all these other, whatever, you know. Yeah, that is very, very true, my sister, my sister, that is so true. Um, yeah, so I just want to leave you guys um, with we like we say that we're in some bizarre times but there is light at the end of the tunnel there is light in the darkness you know out of any negative situation you can find some positivity in there um so don't just look at it as a total wash yes we are dealing with some real stuff this is some heavy stuff but you know just Look at the bright side. Whatever your tidbit of brightness is, look at that. Um, please hit us up on Instagram. Our Instagram is the wind down two one seven. Um, if you have any questions or you just want to send us some love, some hugs, and some kisses, hit us up on our email at the wind down two one seven at gmail dot com. And Uh, that's it you got anything else to say Mm -hmm. y'all just be safe be safe and be happy and be loved 
by whoever loves you. Okay? Girl, okay. yes. Okay, whoever loves you. <laughs> well, I want to send you peace, love, and light. And that, that is, is it. it. Bye. Bye. Bye.